Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Monday night in Phoenix, and you're listening to the Absolute Geek Podcast. My name is Matt. And I'm fucking back, Kyle. Yes, we are back. That's right. I apologize for the uh, the long break, but sometimes shit happens in life, and it's, it's just needed. A lot of shit happened in life. You're telling me. How about your air conditioner? Yeah, my air conditioning in my house broke. Um, still haven't gotten replaced because it's going to be a fucking pretty penny to do so. Um, so I'm saving up all my pennies for that. Uh, oh, we should do an absolute geek online auction. For what? To sell your comics for a new air conditioner. Yeah, I might have to do that because that's about what it's coming down to. Start a GoFundMe. We could do that, and we can, and we can have uh, Jose do a stroke drawing, and he can we can auction it off, and everything will go to a new air conditioner. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I should, I should make up some like big scandal, like I've been bullied or something, and cry online, and and have people give me a bunch of money. I've seen that, and I actually don't know what it is. I've seen it, but I just scroll past it. <laughs> Like it doesn't even interest me. I'm not. I mean, I don't know. I can't really talk much about it because I don't know if it's true or not. Uh, apparently, the gist of it is this kid made a video crying that he was being bullied, and it went viral on Twitter, and all these celebrities and stuff reacted to it and have been reaching out to the kid, and that's cool. Like bullying's not cool. Like he, <clears throat> that's whatever. But now, apparently, today it came out that. Uh, an MMA fighter reached out to him to bring him out to LA for the Bellator MMA fights, was going to hang out with him and have him, you know, kick it in LA, meet some fighters and stuff like that. And the mother of the kid said, no, we just want money. Please donate to my GoFundMe and push my GoFundMe. But now people are saying that that who he was talking to wasn't his mother, that it's a fake account. It's but like people on Twitter found her out. And I guess she's like got pictures of her with the Confederate flag and, now people are saying that the kid was using racial slurs, so that's why he was getting picked on. It, <laughs> and so it's just like it's just like clusterfuck of ridiculousness. And so you don't really know what to believe or where to go with it. But so it's become a whole thing. Yeah, it's it's a huge fucking thing all of a sudden. Holy shit! So that's crazy. I have to look into it now. Yeah. Now it's piqued my interest. I might have to. Uh, make a video where I'm sitting there just drenched in sweat and like, it's so hot. I need air conditioning. And then you oh. just see a hand come off the side of the screen and spritz me with a spray bottle. They're like, I'm sweating so much. What I we'll do is we'll get a bunch of like space heaters and we'll turn them on so they can see like, you know, like the waves of heat as you're sitting there sweating. There you go. We'll yeah. have like three of them and like, like and like Brett can like spray you like a with a spray bottle. Yeah. 
I mean, luckily right now it's it's you know relatively it's awesome cool. here right now. Right, it's in the low seventies, so I haven't needed it, but. That shit, Isn't that crazy? That shit's expensive, dude. I didn't expect it to be like I expected. Like I'm sitting here, like okay, new AC system, two, three grand. Yeah, I wasn't expecting six to eight grand for this shit, dude. Remember I told you three grand. I figured it was just gonna be three grand. Yeah, every every quote I'm getting is between six to eight grand. So it's, it's crazy. It's pretty crazy. So I mean, that's that's kind of where everything for me has been focused on lately, and trying to decide if I'm going to have to, like you said, sell off my comic book collection or sell off the equipment to, to fucking pay for an air conditioning. I think you should put on a short skirt and just go stand on the corner. Uh, nah, I wouldn't pass for that. Just walk up and down the street with your kind of, and just, you know, just, just make yourself known that you're, you know, that you're ready to do some favors for money to get an air conditioner. Yeah, I thought about uh, Hor and Brent out to a bunch of uh, Korean, South Koreans that like to watch people eat on Twitch. I thought, you know, he could, <laughs> he could have a professional online eater career and could use that money, but he wasn't down for that. I'm sure you can get Kellen to do something. Yeah, I don't know. And you know what? And nothing even comes to mind that I can think of him to do. Well, I could get him to do a shitty um, avant-garde short film about not having air conditioning. <laughs> can be all there out of focus go. and oversaturated about not having AC. It could be like <laughs> The Room, except it's about not having air conditioning instead of someone cheating cheating on you and betraying you. That is the craziest movie I've ever seen. I, you know, like I was telling you, I finally watched it, what, Saturday night? Yeah. It, it, dude, it's like a car accident. I couldn't stop watching it. No, it's fucking fantastic. Like, it, it is so bad. You're like, wow. Like, like he, I don't know what he was like. There was no editing when it came to that movie. Like, whatever <laughs> he wrote down, I think, is just the way it was made. Yep, that's exactly how it happened. I think my favorite part, though, my favorite, well, I, I got a few favorite parts, but I think the, the randomness of the movie is, you know, when they're sitting like in that coffee shop and they're, or they ordered like cheesecake. Yeah. And he sits down and he's like, so how about your sex life? Yep. <laughs> like, like who asked that in a coffee shop? Right. And I like how they show, they go as far as to show everybody in front of them ordering their orders and getting everything <laughs> before they even show up. <laughs> it's like, what the <laughs> My favorite Hi, part doggy. is the yeah. My favorite part is the flower shop where he walks in, yeah, like a dozen roses, please. Oh, hi, Johnny. I didn't notice you. How the fuck do you not notice that guy? Right, <laughs> and it's fifteen dollars for a dozen roses. Yep, you're my favorite customer. Okay, bye. <laughs> it's just like it's the and it's it's just like in the mood and they'll start to go in a direction and then it like fizzles out. And it's like there's all these weird subplots that like are meaningless. The random like playing the, football and tuxedos. Like the drug dealer part. Yep. <laughs> like there's just this random part where a drug dealer is trying to get his money back from the neighbor. Give him my fucking money, Denny. <laughs> How that fucking kid is creepy as fuck and all he wants to fucking do is watch him fuck or join him. All I know is that Tommy Wiseau fucks a mean belly button. He fucks a mean belly button. <laughs> like, you could tell he watched a lot of Shannon Tweed. The funny, the best explanation of that movie is 
is Tommy Wiseau is an alien who's never actually seen a movie, but thoroughly had it explained to him. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> because it, yeah, it's all over the place. Like nothing makes sense. No characters have direct the the breast cancer. The mother. The results are in. I definitely have breast cancer, and then nothing ever comes of it. And she, and she doesn't say it like she's sad. No, like she's saying it like it's just you. She's just making small talk, right? It's I don't know. It the only the awesomest part about that movie is Lisa and her perfect boobies, right? Like that is like the best part. <laughs> but yeah, so. My air conditioning broke. Uh, Kyle's been in school, and Jose is stupid. Jose has had another medical episode. We'll call it semi-stroke number two, and he is currently in a, a recovery home. Uh, yeah, so he's not even at home. He has to have. He's like in a. It's like a. Is that what it is? A recovery home. Yeah, it's it's essentially a nursing home is essentially what it is, but it's yeah. it's not like a permanent residence. It's only temporary, but he's been in there for a few weeks, almost a month now, I think. Yeah. It's been a while, so yeah. He's, he's got at least another month to go, right? Uh, I'm not sure how long he has to go, but he had, a, um, he had a blood clot in one of the veins back by where he had a stroke, where his stroke happened, and they were... And it was also got infected, and they were afraid that basically if it would have ruptured, he would have had another stroke and could have potentially died from it. So I told him not to go back to those fucking those QP pretzels. I don't think he did. I think it was those uh, his pills, aka M and M's. Yeah, it was the green M and M. Yeah. But I mean, he was he was taking care of himself and really. I just, I just think it's one of those things where you can't really, you know, shit happens, man. You can't, there's nothing you could do about it, I don't think. That's a crazy shit happens. That's kind of what uh, we've been up to the last couple months, so it's it's been... It's been hectic for hectic, us. Hectic, yeah. But we're back, hopefully. Glad hopefully to be for back. good. Yeah. But I, I mean, honestly... We were going at it what four years strong with were really a no break and so I think you know really that two month break really did me a lot of good and it did I think a lot of good for the quality of show we can put out now because there's a lot to catch up on and there's a lot to talk about and instead of kind of like beating ourselves over the head to try and find something to, to talk about every week. One thing I'm happy about right now is DC finally got rid of the fucking Rebirth logo. Yeah, that well, that was two years, one year. It's been a year. Rebirth. It's been a little over a year. Rebirth's only been going on for a little over a year. It feels like longer. Well, how long ago did we go to Anaheim? Um, two years ago. Was it two years ago? Our year it was because we didn't You're go. Right. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't go, go last, last year. year. Holy shit. Never mind. And like uh, San Diego tickets went on sale on last Saturday, and like looking at the Twitter feed, it looked like it took them a while to sell out. They didn't sell out as fast this year. So go figure. The one year that I don't have money to go is probably the year we could have got fucking full tickets. December's a hard month to to make that call for. Yeah, they did it super early, man. Like 
super early. Normally it's like July. And no, well, not July, but normally like fucking February. January or February. Yeah. Because yeah. they just did. Normally they just do pre-sale right around the time Tucson Comic Con happens. And then, so that was like October, I think. I'm pretty sure it was October. And then you fucking, here comes regular, like general admission. Like that's... Yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't seem. It seemed odd timing this year. I think they did it on purpose. I think they did it for that reason. But that could very well be. That very well could be. So now that we're two years into rebirth, what is your thoughts on? What is your outlook on DC? Um. Well, honestly, my outlook on the comic book, um, basically, phenomenon in general is has changed dramatically in the last couple of months. Like I'm not. I'm finding myself not really reading anything. Uh, I read Batman and Walking Dead and Miles, and that's it. Like, everything else, I was still collecting, but I wasn't reading it. And I, I kind of feel like the the rebirth, it started strong, but now they're starting to fall back into this, in doing the same mistakes that pretty much did in and doomed uh, the New 52. They, their storylines are very watered down now. Their storylines are... There's poor writing. Everyone's jumping from book to book. You're starting to get um, talk of books being canceled. It's it's just it doesn't feel like like even Tom King. Like you have really really good Batman arcs. Then I feel like the um, the War of Jokes and Riddles missed its mark, and then the storyline after that missed its mark, and and you're finally kind of just getting back into a decent Batman story here with the new arc they just started, but. What'd you think of the annual number two? Um, I haven't read it yet. I picked it up, but I've not read it yet. I haven't read it. I'm so far behind. I wish I could show everybody a picture of what, like, because, like, I know I've talked about it before, but I have, like, you know, like, long and short boxes stacked up, and it's, like, you know, it's stacked up, like, four high, and it's, like, nine feet long. And then I have, like, it's probably longer than that. It actually goes almost the width of my room. And I, I should say, I should, you know what? I should send you a picture and it looks insanity. It's, it's, it stacks because I haven't, you know, going to school all the time. I haven't had the time to read, but I'm still buying them every week. And yeah. It's, same. I'm, I'm buying them and I just, they're just sitting on my, my desk. Like I have a stack of them too. And like, I'll be, like books. I'm really, I, I look forward to every single month like walking dead i read right away and then everything else i kind of like oh i'll i'll read that as a go or i get caught up in something else and i'm like oh, i'll read this later i'll do you know or i'll read this tomorrow or on my lunch or something and i just never get to it um i know annual number two was going for like 30 bucks online though that's crazy it's, hey it's the first date right so i just sent you a picture in the chat of my backlog of books what did you think of Watchmen number one? Did you read that? Um, you mean Dooms or Doomsday or whatever it is? Yeah. Nope, I did not read it. You didn't read it? I've got it, but I did not read it. I thought it was a good start. I thought it was a little long, but I but it it, it seemed like they had to do a little bit of setup. I'm scared. Like part of me does not want to get invested in it because of I was invested in the the flash batman crossover and that fucking fizzled out i was invested in um the war of jokes and roses and that fizzled out like it just seems like another dc event that they're finding reasons to charge 5.99 to 6.99 for a fucking book and then it just doesn't pay off like you're dumping all this money into it 
and it, you're going to get to the halfway point, and then you're going to be like, well, I've already come this far. I might as well finish off. And it's not it, – there's she no said. payoff. Yeah, right? <laughs> that, that just I mean, seems to be the – the DC motto right now is you, you know, they hype up these storylines and then they, they know you're going to get halfway through and just say, whatever, I'll finish it. But it just, it seems like the story suffers. What about super sons? I stopped being interested in super sons. Um, a few issues ago, like after why the what, end, what happened? Cause it, it, I still like it. I still like the, after like the, the end the, of the teen Titans or what, where the, he like, they join the Teen Titans, the battle for the cape or whatever, the planet of the capes storyline. It, it just feel like the the art kind of got shittier. I think it, it switched like, artists. It kind of felt like the, the writing kind of dwindled a little bit. And I just, I don't know, this current storyline that they're in just isn't grabbing me. Like that's, I think that's the thing is like DC, it, they're just not, it's just not working for me anymore. They they switched they switched artists of Super Sons. The guy who was drawing it is doing the cover still, but he's not drawing the interior art. And like the that's the other one, DC Metal. I think Metal has been the most boring fucking storyline. You know, I didn't bother with it because it's like six bucks. I love Scott Snyder, but it's just been absolutely boring. Like I, the only issue of Metal so far that I really, really liked was uh, the Batman who laughs so far. That's the only one I've really, really liked. You know, we were promised a Joker story. Like we were promised within the first year of rebirth that we were going to get a Joker story that explained why there's multiple Jokers and how that all works and how, you know, everything like that. And it just kind of like, I feel like that they haven't delivered on that yet. I think I think Snyder's kind of burnt out on writing Batman. The only thing that intrigues me about that, and that's one of the things I want we were I was thinking about talking about was Brian Michael Bendis jumping from Marvel to now being exclusive with DC. I know how. I mean, what's he gonna write? I that's like I don't know. That's the thing is that everyone is kind of speculating. Well, what is he gonna write? What is he gonna do? So he's not writing a. Uh, Spider-Man. No, apparently. Miles Spider-Man. No, he was. That one, that's what I said. What's going to happen to all his creator-owned properties like Miles and who knows what's going to happen. But that was kind of like the, the kill shot to Marvel. And Marvel is kind of all over the place. They seem to have absolutely no direction right now. They have zero direction from what they're putting No, out. and like those those uh, lenticular covers that they had, those things were garbage. Yeah, I I am so confused by what they're doing with Marvel Legacy. Like, if someone can explain exactly what they're doing with Marvel Legacy to me, please do that, and I would appreciate it because it confuses me because they just changed the numbering of the books. Like, I don't know if they went back to the original numbering. So, like, the Miles Miles Morales is now the original numbering for for Ultimate Spider-Man because now it's, like, 240-something, and I'm like... What, what yeah, the hell is that. going on with this? And I also noticed that they changed their logo and, and their t- stuff too. Yeah. Like it says, you know what I mean? Like DC and Marvel both have like this like comparable looking logo in the corner of their books now. And it just seems like there's not, I don't know if it's just this year, but it seems like there's not a lot of hype around image books going lately. You don't hear anything about like, must buy image number one's coming out. You you just don't really hear 
hear about any of this. And and granted, not being and not podcasting for two months, you've kind of, I mean, I've kind of lost. You, we we had our finger firmly on the pulse of what was going on and what was hot and everything like that. But not doing this for two months and not even really thinking about it, I've kind of just not had my finger as on that hot button as normal. You know what I'm stoked about is remember that book I used to write or I write that I used to read called Interceptor. Yes. And the guy who did the guy who wrote Rednecks did it. Now he's coming out with a volume two of it. Nice. Actually, it's out. Issue one came out like two weeks ago, but it's on like uh, it's not on Aftershock because I think it was an Aftershock title. And like now it's an even it's on. Let me tell you right now. But it's uh, hold on. Jesus, that is a stack of books. <laughs> Did you just see him? Yeah. Like I was looking at my uh, my pull list uh, Friday. Cause it's on Vault Vault Comics now. See, I think it was Aftershock before. But yeah, I was. Uh, I just been like I don't even pick them up on Friday. Wednesdays Wednesdays I pick them up on Fridays now. But now uh-huh. I can go because that's just the day I have free to get them. And they just I just keep piling them up. Like I haven't read Detective Comics since the whole. Uh, Tim Drake thing. So I don't even know how many issues I am behind, but that's the last thing that I read was, you know what I mean? He had seen his older self and they both had gone back. And then he, you know what I mean? His older, his older version had split in it. Like, you know what I mean? He had a, uh, like a vendetta and he had shit to accomplish. And uh-huh. that's right. And that's the last detective comics I remember reading. Like you bailed on the detective, right? Yeah. And I've, I've got the last couple issues, but like I never, I read the first issue, of like the comeback of Tim Drake, and I never finished it. Like they figured it out and they got back, like the other back in Gotham, but he, you know what I mean? Like he took off, like he's got to kill somebody. Like there's a vendetta to do, and it's, and then that's where I stopped reading. Like Flash, I haven't even read Flash. I'm so bummed. Yeah, that's Walking a book Dead, I definitely I kept build reading, on. Though. That's definitely just, a book I build on. Um, <laughs> there's something about it. I just like it. I'm waiting for, for Ray Gun to come back. Or finish. I'm still in contact with uh, Gregory Schoen. He'll he'll hit me up every now and then on Twitter and DM me and, and say you know DM the Facebook or the Absolute Geek page and what's up guys and and he's I guess he's back in Japan now. Hopefully making shirts. So he's he's supposedly finishing uh, Ray Gun and that's going to come out soon and then he's working on another book he was telling me about so he sounds like he's got things going and well it'd, it'd be nice to hear from him again like like to talk to him about whatever his new project is yeah but that'd be cool because he's fucking dude he's that guy is not writing for image and and you know what i mean is beyond me like that book should be everybody should be reading that book and if if his next book is half as good as ray gun was that that guy should be the world should know who he is yeah, and then you have the other big implication in the the comic world is uh, the talks of Marvel buying Fox, 21st Century Fox, and getting the rights to the X-Men and Fantastic Four and and um, basically all their characters back. How cool would that be for them to get X-Men back and then reboot it and do it nicely? It would be awesome, and it would be even awesomer to see. I, I was telling Kellen... If you see, once they announce this deal is complete, if you hear that Robert Downey Jr., um, Chris Hemsworth, Mark Ruffalo, and all the uh, Chris Evans and all these people sign on for another um, another movie, guaranteed it's going to be X Men vs. Avengers. Ah, how cool would that be! So, 
especially with them about to do the Dark Phoenix saga at Fox. I think if you if you hear them that they're signing on for more for more movies, you're going to get an Avengers or X Men movie. The only thing I worry about, and I think it's going to rely a lot on how well Deadpool two performs at the box office, is whether or not Disney continues to go with the R rated. Deadpool and that direction that they are currently going with Deadpool because that's been a breakout hit like that was a complete success for Fox so it would be kind of it'd be kind of disappointing to see uh, Disney pull that off their schedule off their slate and and redirect it I think Deadpool is just one of those characters that they should leave alone well hopefully they do because that would suck if they I I think it just would be I think it would be cheesy and stupid if they made Deadpool a PG thirteen movie I, I agree I think. I think R rating is R rated is the way to go. It's it's really the only way to go. I think with and, with Deadpool and they've proved that they can still get the numbers as a rated R movie. Like people don't give a shit. You know, people are still going to take their kids. I would see Deadpool. Those filled with little ass kids in there. Right. Same. Nobody gives a shit. Just 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 stay on the path. Right. There's no there's no reason to turn left or right. Just keep going forward. I agree. So I mean. I'm excited to see what happens with that. It'll be interesting to see how they incorporate that and doing, like you said, a, a proper X-Men film. And it'll be, it'll, I think it's going to explode whenever they announce that deal. It's going to be, it's going to be crazy. I think it'll be cool. There'll be a lot of, I mean, I wouldn't even mind seeing a remade Fantastic Four movie. But then it, I, I don't know. I'm already so. I feel like everything's already so oversaturated that do we oh, really yeah. need? Do we really need another X Men movie? I don't think. I think making them part of the Avengers and and teaming them up like that would be ideal. I think they should redo Civil War then. <laughs> yeah, I think they're gonna. I think they need to take a like a little while off from X Men. Just by the way, Fox has been putting everything together if they're going to redo an actual X-Men movie. I don't know, because, I mean, I agree that X-Men fans, you X-Men fans deserve a good a good movie. Like, you deserve a, a good villain. You deserve Apocalypse to be done right. You deserve, like, a lot of, you know, a lot of these villains to be done correctly. And it's not, it just hasn't been, been done. I, hopefully that would be something that, that Disney would do correctly. And I'm, by their track record, I, I don't think they, I don't think it would disappoint. But it, it just seems like that's the like the the number one flaw in in Marvel movies is the villain, and it's hard to portray that villain accurately. And I think that's where a lot of these movies stumble when they come is when it comes to how threatening their villain is. Yeah, you know, because I think the only problem they have with like. Did you see the new Justice League movie? I did see the Justice League. Wait, did you just say the Injustice League? No, no, no. Oh. Did you see the new Justice League movie? I did see the Justice League movie, yes. What did you think of it? I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. Um the comparison is it's essentially Avengers, man. It's like it's essentially the Avengers. It's the same plot as the first Avengers movie, just you know, delete uh, delete the Avengers and insert the Justice League. Cut the Avengers, paste in the Justice League. The only problem I had with the movie was they they had they beat them too fast. They, the it just, and it seems like it's it, it, it. They made it kind of look like it was hard, but they did it very easily. The one thing that the the Justice League had going for it is it was actually 
it was a team up movie. You felt like they were a team. You felt like they came together as a team when they were fighting as a team. Avengers just feels very much like they're separate heroes. And the only reason they're together is because they have a common enemy. Like yeah. it's, they're not coming together for the good of the world. It's just because our good of humanity It's because their individual interests have all kind of bleed together. So I'll, I'll tell you right now though, justice league made me excited for a flash movie. Yeah. I was, I was pleasantly surprised by the flash. I like, you know, that they made him the comedic relief, but I just, I feel like they, they missed the mark and the justice league movie with Steppenwolf. Like, why are you going to bring in Steppenwolf? It should have been Doomsday. You you hinted to Doomsday in Batman Superman, and then you give us Steppenwolf. It, it should have been Doomsday. I thought the CGI in that movie was terrible at times. Terrible. Um, especially, like, when Steppenwolf's vines are coming out at the end. It looks really, really bad. You know, I, I, I seen it at the drive-ins, and if you watch it at the drive-ins, it, it's really hard to tell that it's bad some parts. And then you got, um, I mean... I think they kind of felt like it was going to do bad. And then, so they kind of fan serviced it with you getting the, the race between Batman and or Superman and flash at the end. Um, I kind of, you and can it, really tell where they, they went back and did the reshoots with, with Henry Corvell and where he had that fucking mustache and they had to pay money to digitally remove a mustache. Cause when he talks, his mouth doesn't fucking move. That's insane. I liked that they did the race. I thought, I mean, that, I thought that was fucking cool as shit. Yeah, it was a good movie. It definitely doesn't receive, doesn't deserve the the harsh criticism it's receiving, but I don't feel like it was like a perfect movie. I don't feel like it was it definitely wasn't on par with Avengers as far as quality. Um but I mean it still wasn't a it wasn't a terrible movie. It was way better than Batman versus Superman and a shit tons better than Suicide Squad. So, right. But I feel like DC movies are like a Samsung phone. You know what I mean? Like they have a lot of people that like it, but it's, but Marvel is like the Apple phone. You know what I mean? The problem is, is DC is scared to go there. DC is scared to go dark. Like they want their superheroes to be campy and lighthearted. But I see that that works for Superman, but it doesn't work for someone like Batman. People want a dark batman movie that's you you gotta go dark and it's like they start to go dark and then that's where you hear re, hear about reshoots is they they go dark and they're like well that's too dark we we need to lighten it up like they they're trying to copy the same formula marvel has they're trying to keep with that jokey witty can't be like you even said it yourself when we talked about thor ragnarok you were like thor ragnarok thor's always been a serious character and now they got him joking around like he's a guardian to the galaxy so it, it's kind of like the Marvel's doing that too, where they got this formula where they see that people want lighthearted, jokey, campy movies. So they're trying to turn these serious characters to reflect that. And, and I, I just as league would have been just fine as a darker, grittier movie, but they definitely went back and added jokes and, and changed things to, to lighten it up. I thought it was weird that they, the commercials were implying that Aquaman was going to be the comic relief. And yeah, he actually wasn't. wasn't. I feel like fucking... he's, I feel like they very much undersold how much he's in or oversold how much he's in that movie. Cause he's really I think not, they did too. he's not in that movie that much at all, but it's, but I, it's just the campiness of it. Like, I guess I understand that you're trying to make it suitable for all ages, but if, if you learned anything from the first Deadpool, if 
kids want to see it, parents are going to take them to see it regardless. Just do what you need to do. End of story. It's just, I, I just think that DC is, is too quick to, they're too quick to pull the trigger and be like, this isn't going to work and, and completely fuck something. And then they go back and do reshoots or rewrites and they can just completely fuck it up. I mean, they did it with Suicide Squad. They've done it with Justice League. They've done it. I mean, it just seems like that's what their MO is. If a movie is done well, and all movies have reshoots, like that's just the way, that's just the nature of the business. But if a movie's done well, you shouldn't know what's been reshot. And you could tell what's been reshot in Justice League. You could tell what was reshot in Suicide Squad. So, and you could tell what was reshot in Batman and Superman. So, it's just, I don't know. They're going to get that formula. Marvel, they're trying to cram their formula all in, in a couple movies of what Marvel's built out over time. So it's really, I think it's hard, and I don't think it's a fair comparison to compare the two, but they're always going to be compared because they're Marvel and DC. They're the big two. They're always going to be compared no matter what they do and what medium they or media they do it in. They're always going to compare it to one another. But I just think... I think DC has an idea of what they want to do. I just think their execution is poor. I think they need to get some new blood director wise. They need to get some new blood in there. Yeah. And Scott think- Snyder and, uh, I'm sorry, not Scott Snyder, but Zack Snyder is directing. Everything just doesn't going to fly. No, it's, it's just not working. It's just getting old. They just, they need to try Like, you know, that's one thing I have to give Thor Ragnarok. They tried. They gave it, they figured out that, you know what I mean? They tried a new director, more of a comedic director. I don't think it worked, but they tried. Well, I mean, look what they, they give Wonder Woman a female, a new director who happens to be a female. And that movie, it does gangbusters at the box offices and is up for awards. And then you give, come back to Zack Snyder doing Justice League again. And he, he don't let him fool you. Like he directed a majority of Justice League. He only stepped aside and Joss Whedon came in to do the reshoot. So it's not like that isn't a Scott Snyder film or sorry, Zack Snyder film. So they, they did a lot. He did a lot of that. So, you know, he, he didn't get good praise from Man of Steel. He didn't get good praise from Batman, Superman. And, he, and now here he is with Justice League and in Justice League wasn't a terrible movie, but it wasn't, it wasn't like the greatest movie either. I don't know what, I mean, I know you, you enjoyed it, right? Did you enjoy Justice League, Kyle? I did. I liked it a lot, actually. I, I liked it better than I did Thor Ragnarok. I was pleasantly surprised at it. Like it didn't, it, I mean, it had its flaws. Don't get me wrong. You know what I mean? It had stuff that I really wasn't, but it was enough that I can look past it. Yeah. But I liked it. It made me excited to see it. I mean, I like I just said earlier, it made me super excited for a Flash movie. Yeah, I think. Still don't like his suit. No. But I actually like him as the Flash. Like, I think he actually did. I think he actually did pretty good as the Flash. Yeah. And but it's it's kind of hard to nail down what like what Barry Allen they're going for, because it's like that Barry Allen is he's very I think they're going for a younger, more green because i mean well yeah he's it's true he's very new to the superhero thing and he's not even a forensic scientist yet like he gets a forensic scientist job at the end of the justice league movie so he's not even part of the police force yet so i'm hoping for by the time they make the flash movie he's more established as the flash 
Yeah, and that's the other part of the DC, though, is that it's a dumpster fire that everyone's bailing. They have a hard time getting writers. They're having a hard time keeping directors. Like, they just have a hard time keeping their shit on schedule. And I think that they rush to put this stuff out, and they're not they're not getting the quality that they, they could be if they were like, okay, well, we are having problems. Obviously, we need to push this back. You know, they're just pump out, pump out, pump out. We got to get this done. We got to get this done. We got to get this done. And it just, it, it's just hurting the movies in the end. Yep, I think so too. But I'm hoping that they, they, I hope, I'm hoping that they correct it. I hope that they, they slow down. Like I, I've noticed, and I'm hoping this is what they did because they cut out a bunch of movies, if you noticed. Yep, they went took away and- Nightwing. They've taken away Cyborg. They've taken, so I'm hoping them taking those movies out gives DC a little bit of breathing room. Yeah, we'll see. To, to make better movies. We'll see what they do. We're going to find out. Um, all right. <clears throat> Let's do this. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of what I promised everyone was about. So we started a podcast at the beginning of season eight of The Walking Dead called After the Dead. Okay. The problem is we did a couple episodes of that, and then we come to find out Comic Book Resources all of a sudden has a show called after the dead so now instead of what what do we do in order to redo this show we have to completely rebrand everything completely redo everything we can't prove who had the name first it just it literally like we we debuted and they debuted it was literally like the same fucking day and theirs is a live show we were trying to do a live show too but it just you know they they're it's combo resources they have the pool like what we can't we can't prove anything. We can't really compete with them right now. So we had to scrap that show. We have to figure out what we're going to do with it, rebrand it, and hopefully we'll bring something along the lines back when the midseason comes back. But let's, I need to get your opinion on this season of The Walking Dead so far, the first eight episodes that we've been through. What has been your opinion so far on this season of The Walking Dead? Hit and miss. Like there's some episodes that are like – Nice, but you know what? This season has—it's got me started good. Like I was at the edge of my seat, and then it like took me down to where I was like, "Meh, okay, it's Walking Dead." I'm watching it because I like it. I—I I think they should have had more longer episodes. I think there's certain. Th- I actually, I think they're drawing this whole fucking war out now. Like it, like they they should have they should have finished it up. That should have been the mid season finale should have been them wrapping that shit up a 90 minute episode of them finishing it up them taking Negan prisoner no coral dying they should have just uh you know what I mean they, they should have been wrapping it up so that they could start this time jump so that we can get the whisperers started and I think now that they've drawn it out and they've gone on they've like like they used to run pretty parallel with the comic and they would just bounce in and out and take some nice shit out of it some meat and potatoes but they have like they said fuck you comic and they turned left and now they're on their way to albuquerque you know (laughs) what i mean yeah and that's what i think of them i think the walking dead this season after like the first season the episode or two i haven't been on the edge of my seat much usually the walking dead has me pacing it has me my heart pumping. It has me going, what the fuck? And for the most part, this season hasn't done that. My, my thing with it is 
I everyone who knows and listens to this show knows that you and I are pretty much Negan fanboys. I love Negan. Negan is by far one of my favorite villains. He lines right up. He he ranks right up there with the Joker with me. Okay. So with that said, the way they are doing Negan on the Walking Dead TV show is not good. They shit the bed off. He has not transitioned well from the comics to this TV show. You have one of the biggest, most talked about villains in comics right now. Everybody knows his name. Everybody knew his name before he even showed up in the show. Why are you going three or four episodes without having him in it? Right? You were paying Jeffrey D. Morgan all this money to lean back and do limbo competitions as Negan. You, you have a villain that is polarizing and you're not even putting him in the episodes. Why? Why is that? Why is he not in every episode? Rick is no, in every he- episode. Why is it Negan in every episode? What, no, I agree. If you read the book, if you read the, the All Out War comics, Negan's in fucking 75% of it. When Scott Gimple took over. Fuck that guy. Uh, the Walking Dead it's a showrunner. He has fucked this show. He has. Yes, he has. What he has done is he has dropped his pants, gotten on the toilet, hovered, and just dropped a big pile of shit out of The Walking Dead. What happened to Heath? Heath is a huge player in The Walking Dead. What happened to Heath? That's an un, that's an un, untouched on storyline since last season. What? Why? Why are you going to show um, Aaron and I and Enid? You're, they're going to they're going to Oceanside, and she shoots the mom, and they take Aaron hostage, and you don't see anything after that. They had the helicopter flying over, and I think that's going to play into to fear. I think that's going to play into the fear crossover. So it, it, it's kind of like, I don't understand what they're doing with this season. And like you said, they've been following the comic books pretty steadily. And then last night, it's like, they were like, fuck this and took a big left turn. And if it's for the reasons that have come out online, this is not Robert Kirkman's fault. I've been, I've been refreshing Twitter and, and like, stalking Robert Kirkman's Twitter relentlessly today to see if he makes a comment about what happened last night, but he hasn't said a word yet. And and something tells me he can't be happy about it. You take Carl, one of the most important characters to the walking dead story going forward, because at some point this isn't going to be Rick Grimes story anymore. It's going to be Carl's story. He's still alive in the comics. You take one of the biggest most important characters in the comic book and you kill him off. And the reason you kill him is because you don't have enough vision to figure out how to connect the dots from a time jump in the fucking comic book. And it's like, yeah, that's insane. And it's like you said, he should ask Kirkman. And I think a lot of this stems from the fact that Kirkman is no longer involved with the show. He's, he's not involved with really AMC anymore at all. He's now got that, He's got that lucrative deal with, um, I think it was Amazon. Yeah. And so he's not, I don't really know how much his involvement in the show is anymore. It, Scott Gimple calls the shots now. He, what are you doing? Why? What? You, you can't figure out the plot. Like, and poor Chandler Riggs, man, that kid acted his heart out 
in the last, you know, in that last episode last night, but I felt like the episode was poor. The editing in it was really bad. It was all over the place. You had really no idea what the fuck was going on. Like it shows, um, it shows Rick and Carol and, um, what's the big dude's name with the ax? Jerry. Jerry in a car together and then they get into the accident. But then all of a sudden Rick is in one place, Carol's in another and fucking Jerry is, is captured. The, the lighting was bad. You couldn't really make out what anyone were saying. It, it just, and then it's the typical walk. They leave you on a cliffhanger. After everyone bitched about cliffhangers, they left you on a cliffhanger of what's going to happen to Carl. He, they don't show Carl getting bit. You just assume, you know, you have to, you make the assumption that he got bit in the woods. Yeah. Two episodes ago. Two episodes ago. And they blew up all of Alexandria. Yeah. And it's a bite on the side. Okay. My theory, my honest theory is, is don't be surprised with this backlash. If he's still alive, come the return of the mid season. Like I know they already filmed it, but shit, shit can change. Like, don't be surprised if, if shit changes, it just becomes a, a scratch on a rock. Well, like you, people are saying all over, all over the internet, he's, he's dead. It's a death sentence. And I understand that, that Gimple said last night on talking dead, that this bite is going to play out the way it bites have played out always on the show. Okay. But fear the walking dead has instilled a character that has survived a bite. They have a character that survived being bitten. So what what makes everyone think that Carl isn't going to survive being bit? Who who knows, you know, a bite, it, it depends on how quickly it's treated. I, I honestly think that their, but, their I mean, whole thing... He's walked around for days with it, though. That's the only problem with it now. But if he, if, he got a, if he started treating it the minute he got back to the town, who knows the extent of it, you know? I, I think that they're going to take him... I think really what's going to happen... And I wouldn't be surprised if it happened if he goes back to, if they take him to Hilltop where they where they have that doctor that um, Father Gabriel is trying to take back there that Eugene just let go. I wouldn't be surprised if that they take him there and he sits in a coma for a season while he goes and does whatever he's going to do. You know, what are you doing? And it really plays into like when they were showing the visions of the time jump, what are they going to, they're going to have to spin that in a new, in a new direction now. Right. What that it, was, that was clearly the time jump for what Rick are they going to That means that went to show that, you know I mean? He, he, you know, Negan broke his leg. It showed, I mean, it showed a lot. And now there's what they get. They're going to try to spin it off as a fantasy, as a dream, as a daydream. I mean, what, what the fuck are they going to do? My biggest fear is that they're going to show Rick going back into like a tailspin. Like he did when Lori died, where he was seeing things and hearing things and answering random phones. And he's going to go crazy again. Oh, you think you're going to have him do that again? And I think that's what that is. It's a, hallucination from his his grief and his stress from seeing fucking carl get killed but here's the thing like carl what a lot of people don't understand is carl is a very important and integral part of the walking dead and the where things are going he plays a major role in the in the whisper wars that are coming up he plays a major role with with this next storyline because he befriends and even falls in love with the daughter of the leader of the whisperers changes her has her join their community and he is basically the reason this fucking war starts you know he he has a huge integral part to play 
going forward in The Walking Dead, and now they shit the bed. And now they killed him off, or potentially are killing him off, and they shit the bed. I, for one, am not buying into this. The Walking Dead has done this too many times. Glenn in the dumpster. Like, I don't, I don't, something tells me that he's not going to die. It just, just, I have this, this feeling where he's not going to die. I'm just like, whatever. But if he, if they kill him off, Carl's death potentially has more impact than Glenn on an emotional level and as far as the storyline goes. Because now you have just, you killed Andrea early and she just recently died in the comics. And now you're killing, you're killing Carl way early. How? Way, way early. What? So now what? What are you going to do to to kick off this next? What what is the now? What reason is it to bring the whispers in? Are they trying to get away from the comic now? Are they just trying to go in their own direction? Like, what is the reasoning for bringing the whispers in? Why why are they going to be there? The your main focus for them to be there is now gone. <clears throat> you know, because I think Parmage says they're not bringing in the whispers. It wasn't if it wasn't for Carl, the whispers really have no reason to come to alexandria they have no reason to be interested in rick and their group you stay in your territory they're all about staying in your territory and obviously they've been doing that just fine like right now it I don't, I don't know like it it infuriates me with what they did and then so the if you watch walking Dead last night you saw carl got bit and then when it came out like it came out this morning that chandler riggs's dad is just going on like this this tirade um about what's what's going on and chandler riggs came out and said listen like scott came to me and told me um that the decision was all story based and that it had something to do with teaching rick a lesson and that there's a better way than war um and then he explained in a in an interview he says in the comics scott was trying to figure out why there was a hole between rick's sling or slitting negan's throat at the end of all out war the the all-out war arc and then there's a time jump and Negan is alive in prison and Rick didn't kill Negan. Scott was trying to figure out how to bridge the gap between Rick not wanting to kill Negan and Rick also really wanting to kill Negan, which he uh, does right now in the show storyline. Scott's way was to get around that was to make Carl this really humanitarian figure and person who could see the good in people and see that people can change and not everyone out there is bad. That's what Carl talks to Rick about in this episode, that there's um, no way that, that they can kill every one of the saviors and not every one person is bad and that uh, there has to be some way forward rather than just killing people. Okay, you don't know how to bridge that? Right. Rick, uh, sorry, Rick Grimes. Robert Kirkman bridged that for you in the comic books. If Scott Gimple read the comics, at the end of the 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 all-out war story rick grimes wanted this new way of life he wanted to establish this community between his relationship with andrea and working with maggie and everyone working together with the, the hilltop the kingdom alexandria oceanside all these communities he wanted to create this new world he wanted to establish a sense of normalcy he wanted to return the world back to the way it should be he wanted to build it anew and he knew that he would need all these communities to do so they were going to create a safe zone they were going to create a travel route they were going to create all the each community was going to work together to provide for the collective it wasn't that one group was working to keep half their shit and then give half to someone else they were all working as a collective hilltop was a farming community they grew crops for the other villagers the other you know one villager 
at a blacksmith. They, they, you know, they redid, they worked as a community. They worked to provide for each other. Okay. That, that was Rick Grimes' vision. He wanted to rebuild the new world. That was his vision. Why he kept Negan alive. Because he said, if we're going to keep a new world, who are we to choose who lives and who dies? This is the way it's got to be. We have to establish some sort of normalcy. There has to be some sort of judicial system. Remember, Rick is a fucking cop. He's a sheriff. There's got to be some sort of justice system in place. That's why he kills. That's why he doesn't kill Negan. He keeps Negan alive to show Negan that he is better than him and that he's got a plan and that they're not going to live this way of life anymore. Why do you need to kill Carl to achieve that in the TV show? I don't think you do. I think there's something going on that's not being said. So you, you you can't figure out how to bridge that. Well, I think I think I just figured it out right there. Like that's that's Rick Grimes' mindset going forward is that there's got to be some way forward. You can't keep doing this. So essentially all they did was take Rick's ideals from the comic and establish them in Carl and use it as a reason to use him as a springboard to kill the character. I don't know yet. Apparently from what Riggs' father is saying is that they approached Chandler about signing him for a three-year deal. Um, they said that was going to be the remainder of the season, or the series was three more seasons. They wanted to sign him on for three more seasons. And then one day Scott Gimple came to him and said, you know what, we're going we're gonna to kill Carl. And I don't know why. And it doesn't make sense. I wonder if they're still planning on doing three more seasons only. I, I don't know. I wonder. That's And that's part of what makes me curious, too, is if they, they had to have had this already planned out, though. And so the, my theory doesn't make sense is, not like they're going to be like, well, our ratings are dropping, so we're, we're going to pull the plug. It's still one of the most popular TV shows. Like, if you look at San Diego Comic-Con, people go there just for The Walking Dead. Like, it's still a hugely popular TV show around the world. Last night, you they kind of just fucking killed it. What, what, where do you go from here? Like, I've been racking my brain about this since last night. Where do you go from here? Do you have, all of a sudden, you take the time jump and you have Judith? As takes over Carl's character, there has to be a reason that Judas is still alive, right? You know, I don't. Honestly, this last episode made it to me like I don't even know what they're doing anymore. Like the the Walking Dead used to be used to be kind of predictable. You know, we kind of we could kind of guess what was going on, but that this last episode really made. I don't know what their fucking plan is. I, I give up on them. I don't know what it is. And like everyone, I see the argument online is that. Everyone keeps saying, "Oh well, Scott Gimble said on Talking Dead that it's gonna—he's dead. He's gonna—it's gonna play out." Yes, he did say that, but he also kind of danced around it. You saw that he sat there for a moment and was very careful about what he said. Yeah. So either to me, Chandler and his dad are in on us, and that they're—they're they're playing it up to make to try and create some sort of drama to get the ratings up when they come back from the midseason, so for everyone to see what happens. Um. Or, or what, or I don't know, but even Chandler Riggs, all Chandler Riggs did was what came out on Twitter and was just pretty much like, you know, just know that um, this sucks and, and you'll be hearing from me soon. And Scott Gimple's like, oh, he's going on to do movies and he decided not to go to school and he's going on to do movies and blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, that's fine, but it still doesn't make sense of why you did this. Like, what what is the direction you're going in? He's such he's such an integral part of the story moving forward that you kind of just painted yourself in the corner in a corner. I don't know. You can get out of, I don't, yeah, I, I just, I think they just drove a nail in their coffin. I, I think, I really think that that mid season finale was the beginning of the end for the walking dead. I don't, I don't see a way back from that. 
I don't either. I don't see what they can actually do to push it forward anymore. Unless they have a fucking stupid ass direction that they want to go into. I don't see it. There's no, you you know, you were at the whispers. You, we were both very up on, on what happens. What, what's the motivation for the whspers even get involved with Rick Grimes now? I, I don't, yeah, I don't see a reason why you don't get to see Carl get his eye socket lit. He becomes, she becomes, uh, the daughter becomes Coral's fucking girlfriend. Right. And, and he decides, she decides she wants to stay there and, and that's what, you know, that that's what gets Alpha to go in there and check shit out and realize that she wants to kill people. You know what I mean? And like, I don't know. Well, that's why she, yeah, she infiltrates the community. And then yeah. that's why that group goes to to confront Alpha. And they that's when they kill um, Ezekiel and um, Rosita and, and everything like that. They put her head on stakes. And I should we should have seen it coming. Honestly, like, I think this is on us. We should have seen the coming the moment they changed Eugene's storyline. The moment they I made like Eugene's storyline. The moment they made Eugene part of the Saviors, and then he's there. I think that's where we should have saw it coming. Like, it just, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what they're doing and and why they're doing it. My only thought process, everything, every road leads me back to. I don't think they're gonna kill Carl. I don't think it's. I think it's a ploy. It's, I don't think it's going to happen. And I, if they kill him, then I guess I'll be eating my words and it won't be the first time I've eat crow on this show. But, right. you know, I just something in my gut tells me that we're being duped and it's they're not going to kill him. Because why would you why would you stretch it out? Why wouldn't it just been right there and then, you know, it, it just and then they show the preview for the midseason premiere and you've got them all in the sewers talking about going to hilltop okay so what other reason do you have to go to hilltop now other than you know they have extensive medical supplies so something tells me that because they have like basically that operating room that makeshift operating room something tells me that they're going to try and save carl and they're bringing the doctor back yeah something tells me they're going to try and save carl i don't i just i don't see carl dying I don't, I don't know why they would do that. It would, it's too, unless they're really trying to get, and, and really when you think about it, they're trying to get people to do exactly what we're doing right now is to talk about it. And they're trying to get ratings for that show up by getting people to talk about it. And that's exactly what we're doing right now. We're, we're talking about the fact that they just killed off Carl, but why? Like, I don't, I, I've, I don't know what your thought process is on it, but I've tried to rack my brain for all day figuring out why you kill Carl, why you would do this, and you, you basically just hurt your product by killing off one of the most, probably the second most important character to the to the story, other than Rick Grimes. Well, the only other character that's been there since day one. Well, in the in the show, yeah. In the comics, you still have Sophia still alive. Like you still have people that have been there since day one, but okay, you, you why are you killing off Carl now? It it just doesn't make sense. And if if it's because you don't know how to bridge that gap, that time jump, then you're a terrible storyteller, and you probably should not be running a show the likes of The Walking Dead. Yeah, could do something that nobody gives a shit about. It shows that you are not ready to take the reins of that show. And if I was Kirkman, I would be pissed. I would be like, what are you doing to my product? Unless, unless he's in on it, unless he knows, but like, I've been, I've been waiting like, cause people have been calling him out on Twitter all day. And I've been waiting to see him come out on Twitter and say something like, listen guys, like this is, 
you know, it's okay. Um, there's a, there's a reason for this. There's a plan, but I just, I don't, nothing has nothing, nothing is coming out of it. I don't, I don't know. I just, I just think, I think, I think that this is the beginning of the end for the walking dead. And that's how I feel about it. You think so? Yeah. I just, I, I'm inclined to agree with you a hundred percent. I just, I don't know. It's hard to say. I just think the fans of the walking dead are tired of seeing these, these characters that they've really attached to dying. And I think Coral was just the last straw. And exp- I think if they really go like with your theory and it's one of those fake death ones, like with Glenn, that's two they've done to us. And people are really going to fucking shit on it. Yeah. Like this will really be the end. If it's really, if that's fake, this is that is really the end of The Walking Dead because people are just gonna be like, "Fuck you! You did it once. We look past it. You're not doing it to us again." Yeah, and I, I I think that that's what part of me thinks is exactly what they're going for. They're trying to do this again. Is they're trying to do the Glenn dumpster bullshit again? And I, I don't know. I'm I would be very surprised if they actually kill off. If they actually kill him off, I I would be shocked. Just. I don't know. Something, something deep down inside of me says that it's not going to happen. But I could be wrong. We have all the way till February to stew on it. Yeah, the end of February. The end of February. I I don't know. Like I'm interested to hear what you guys think, uh, the listeners. I'd love to know what you think of, of Last Night's Walking Dead. What you thought about them killing Carl? How you kind of feel everything is going to play out? Because the way I see it right now, it's just. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're thinking, but killing Carl off probably wasn't the way to go. It was stupid. Killing Daryl made more sense than killing Carl. Killing Dwight makes more sense than killing Carl. I thought they were going to kill Dwight last night. You know, it. you don't need, I think his name's Sadiq, the guy that Carl saves. Uh-huh. You don't need any more... Um, motivation to want to change your mind than the fact that your son went out and brought this outsider in and his reasoning for it. That's good enough to change Rick's mindset and to understand that he needs to be better than Negan or he needs to, he could have come to that realization that he is becoming Negan and that he needs to do this a differently, a different way, and that's why he decides not to kill him. And or they could have just won, like I said, the comic book way, where Rick pretty much has the realization that who are we to decide who lives and who dies? Or we need to have some sort of law. We need to have reestablish some sort of humanity in this world, and we're not just killing people for the for the sake of killing them. And that's why Negan sat in that jail cell. And look at where Negan is now. Like, look at the last issue of Walking Dead. Negan finally says, I, I see what Rick's plan was. I see what Rick was trying to show me. Yeah, like he's seen the error of his ways of being who he was. You literally had in the last issue, spoilers if you haven't read it, Negan on his knees apologizing to Maggie, begging Maggie to kill him. He apologizes to her. He says, you know, I've made mistakes and you don't, and I'm not proud of him. He, he's regretful for killing Glenn. He apologizes to her for killing Glenn and he says, kill me. And she won't, she's not going to do it because she doesn't want to give him what he wants. She doesn't want to give him the satisfaction right now. Him being alive and dealing with this is more punishment than him being dead. I thought that was an awesome issue with the walking dead. Oh, it was easily one of my new favorites. 
like Maggie went out of her way. Like, like she knew he was at his house. Yeah. And like, she like seeked him out, found him just so she can do that. And that was like her closure moment. Like she got her closure because she walked outside, she kissed that dude and she was like, let's go home. Like that was her, her closure moment from, from what happened with Glenn. It took 74 issues, but she got her closure. Her and Negan both kind of did, you know? So it's like, like, he doesn't even give a fuck about having a baseball bat anymore. With no nope. wire around it. Right. He set that thing on fire. Yeah. So it's, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't, I don't see a way out of this. I see they paid him or if they're going to get a way out of it, it's going to be a half-assed way out of it. The only ways out of it I see is one, Carl doesn't die or two, if he dies, he, um, Judith takes up his role. Like Judith is going to have to be much older when they do the time jump. Um, or what are they going to introduce a new character to, to play Carl's role? All of a sudden Rick has a, a fucking love child with someone else, <laughs> you know, I found you dad Grimes. Yeah. I found you, Papa Grimes. <laughs> Papa Grimes. That should be a shirt. Papa Grimes is here. And it's just, I don't see it. And like, it irked me last night. But then when I read, when I read all of the stuff I read today and, and everything, it, it just kind of r- really irked the shit out of me and really made me not like Scott Gimple. Like, I liked him at first, but really the direction he's taking this show is just horseshit. It is pure horseshit. I don't know. What's your thought on it? I think they should fire him. You think they should fire him? They should say, fuck that guy. And they should kill him in the show. And then Chris Hardwick could have his fucking walking dead memoriam of him. And he's the last person. <laughs> I don't know. They should like, they should drive a, a stake through his face. I don't know, but the worst part about it is now we have to wait until almost the end of January to find out what happened with Carl. But we're doing, we're giving him exactly February. Or sorry, yeah, February. My bad. We're giving him exactly what they want. We're talking about it, and that's what's going to hype the. That's what's going to pump up that hype train. Is that we're all talking about it, and it's going to be: is he dead? Is he not dead? And I think that's what it all it's all a ploy. That's why they're doing it. It's all a ploy because they want you to think he's, he's going to and then something's going to happen. And you're going to be like, oh, shit. I can't believe that. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. There's a lot of it that doesn't make sense, but that's for another place in time, I guess. <laughs> but you got anything else you want to talk about? No, I think we summed up a pretty big chunk. Yeah. But all right. Well, I guess that's where we'll we'll end this episode. Hopefully you guys are as happy as we are to be back. Or that we're I'm back. stoked. So refreshed, rejuvenized, and ready to retackle everything. So um, we'll ready get to back take to on the geek world. Yeah, we're going back to our weekly shows, and I we'll have to talk about what show if we're going to bring back all shows or how we're going to do this again. Because um, I, I kind of think that going back to doing three shows a week is a little much. I'd like to hear what everybody but, thinks. Like what we should do. What, what do you mean? Like, does everybody think we should do one show? Does everybody think we should all – like, one week we do Absolute, one week we do What the Fuck, one week we do a comic review? Like, if we alternate, you know what I mean? Like, That's not a bad well, idea. I, I don't know. What what are people's ideas? That's not a bad That's, idea. What, alternate? Well, just leaving it up to them and hearing what and hearing out what they have to say, yeah. Just curious because, you know, we can incorporate – like, somebody can have a great idea out there we can incorporate that's true. So we'll leave it up to you guys. Let us know what you would like to hear us do. Do you want to see all the shows come back? Do you want to see a certain show not come back? 
Let, let us know what what your thought process is. I know everyone's going to say, oh, I won't want the fuck Friday back. I, that's already a fucking given. Yeah, but we can't do that without Jose. The show does not work without Jose. That's true. Or a third person, a good third person. Right. But, it takes three people to do it. Yeah. But we'll leave it up to you. Let us know what you think. Let us know if we should, what we should do, how you'd like to see the show go forward from here. But it is back. I do promise you that, that you will be start seeing regular episodes again of the absolute geek podcast um again i apologize for the couple months off but from my own personal perspective it was needed it was deserved uh i mean we get we pretty much gave you guys four straight years of content it was it was about time for a break i'm glad it you know it sucks that we had to take it because of circumstances air conditioning's breaking and jose getting sick again and then well you had school that's just a normal thing but it, it sucks that personal responsibilities got in the way but i think it was a well-needed break to reassess and kind of reattack everything so i think down the line it's going to be when we look at it it's going to be it was going to be a good decision i think so too so but that'll do it for this episode of the absolute geek podcast my name is matt i'm kyle saying remember to let us know what you want to like how you want the show to go be going forward how you would like to see us go forward um and let us know what your thoughts on about them killing off carl and the walking dead and with that until next time i guess keep uh, them back and boarded yeah remember to support your local comic shop and keep them back and boarded who it's been a long time since you said that right i know and we'll see you next time. Peace.